Thank you for listening to the Father Goodrich Sermon Podcast. If you aren't subscribed, take a moment to subscribe now. We hope these sermons will give you insight and inspiration for wherever you are on your journey of faith. Now, this episode's message. In the name of the Father and of the Son. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. We interrupt this regularly scheduled sermon to deliver an important message. Centuries before the movie Girl Interrupted, a young Jewish girl, a teenager, found her regularly scheduled life interrupted by an astounding, astonishing, angelic message. Mary, mother of Jesus, has captured human hearts, inspired countless works of art, and has been a part of Christian devotional life for over 2,000 years. And it is her feast day that we celebrate today. A fitting day for Adam and Allie to have their son, Graham, baptized. Once upon a time, a Midwestern congregation held a Christmas pageant. And the church was full of families and parishioners and guests. And two middle schoolers played the roles of Mary and Joseph. And rather dramatic, an eager elementary school boy played the role of the innkeeper. And so, during the play, Joseph asked the innkeeper, as they had do you have any room in the inn? And the innkeeper replied, not as they had rehearsed, yeah, we have plenty of room, come on in. <laughs> Mary is the first Christian. Her life dramatically illustrates what the spiritual life is all about. The spiritual life is about making room for God in our lives. Even if you or I think that we have no room to let God in. In this way, Christians of a variety of persuasions, Protestant and Catholic, or we Episcopalians who sit in the middle, can look to Mary for inspiration and guidance. The Christian life is about allowing God to birth Christ in you. To birth Christ, to birth something good and beautiful and true that comes from the depths of your being and then is birthed out into the world. Did you know that this is one of the distinctive understandings of Christian marriage? And I highlight that with a red pen Christian marriage. So a couple gets together and gets married, not just for their own contentment and joy and love, but Christian marriage insists that a couple's marriage not only bring blessings to themselves, but to others. But to others. And so, some of you may someday meet someone and say, you know what, I want to get married to this person. And some of you, that's going to be a long time from now, right, parents? And for others, 
should ask is, what blessing will come from our relationship, from our marriage to others? What is it about us coming together and committing in this way that will be a blessing for other people? And for the married among us, how is your marriage a blessing to others? Now, having a child or raising that child is obviously one way that some couples do that, but it's hardly the only way. You know, I bet most of you can think of probably several, but at least one couple that you know or have known, whose relationship, whose way of being together was a joy or is a joy of comfort and example for others. If you can think of at least one couple like that, raise your hand. Yeah, I see several hands. So, this idea that from marriage comes the birth of something for others as part of this distinctly Christian idea. But I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm not talking about putting on false Instagram airs. I'm talking about two genuine human beings with flaws and faults. Bearing with one another in love, in marriage, and working things out over the years. Okay. When Mary received that stupendous message from the angel Gabriel that was very stunning about the birth of Jesus, she said some words. She proclaimed some words that had become a song. And we heard those from Luke today. Luke chapter 1. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. In Latin, this famous song is called the Magnificat. Okay. Baptism is more than just a quaint little ceremony with an adorable baby. But of course, Graham is adorable. Just like his parents. But baptism is more than that. Baptism is a sacrament of the church that announces that a child has been chosen to birth God into the world. See, Boone is agreeing with me. And Allie and Adam, as Christian parents, is part of their role to help nurture the faith of Graham so that he will magnify the Lord. Or in other words, to live with purpose and joy. I'm going to rewind now. To magnify the Lord. To live with purpose and joy. And Allie and Adam, you can best do that to help nurture Graham's faith by tending to your own individual faith. And by bringing Graham regularly to the community of faith. And by teaching Graham by words. Like, yeah, actually talking to him about God and the Bible and Jesus and faith. As well as teaching Graham by the example of your lives and your marriage. What it means to follow the God of love. When life is great, Life is not great, and in the times between. You cannot do this on your own. You cannot do this on your own. You cannot do this 
You cannot do this on your own. Hence the importance of seeking God's help, God's grace, the help of your immediate family and friends, and that of your family. Speaking of kiddos, even for those of us who aren't parents, every Christian has an invitation from God, a responsibility to help pass on the faith to the children in their lives. Now there are lots of ways that you and I can do that. Lots of ways. The question is, are we? here. I hope this message blessed you in some way. Remember, faith isn't limited to one hour a week. Faith is about our whole lives, everything we do, every day of the week. So, live well.